I love those Christmas carols, and I love how they all point us to Jesus, and uh, just thankful. Uh, Amber and I were eating lunch at a Mexican restaurant the other day, and I'm just convinced this time of year, you go somewhere long enough, you're going to hear a song about Jesus played over the loudspeaker no matter where you are, and sure enough, there we were as we were eating our queso and and, uh, quesadillas, you know, on comes a song about uh, Christ the Lord being born. I love this time and I love this season. And it could be that uh, either you already have or you will maybe later today or tomorrow uh, that you will either give a gift or you will receive a gift. Uh, you either give a gift or you will receive a gift. And uh, for that, that person who might be in the room or, or listening in online with us this evening, uh, if you haven't yet gotten that gift... We wish you all the best, don't we? I mean, I guess there's still some time uh, to get that last gift. And I always think it's kind of funny to, or fun to kind of look and see what the top gifts of the year are. So if you're that person who's needing to get that one last gift, you may consider one of these, okay? So evidently, these are the top gifts of 2022, all right? So uh, the first is the stocking stuffer. The number one stocking stuffer of 2022 is a portable rechargeable hand warmer Uh, and so you can get these in all kinds of colors and uh, I'm thinking if we see weathers in the single digits I think I might be investing in one of these right Uh, and so so that's the number one stocking stuffer uh, of this year Uh, the second uh, toy or gift I'd like to show you it was voted the trendiest gift of 2022 uh, and it is called a storm cloud and evidently, you can put this little thing on your windowsill on your desk, and it, it somehow measures barometric pressure, and then it crystallizes in different ways that shows you, like, it predicts basically what the weather is going to be like. So uh, I saw the weather mayor here earlier, and you know the weather mayor, I told him, I know the perfect gift for him, right, uh, is, the, is the, the storm cloud. And then there is what would be the top toy of 2022, and this is primarily for teens or tweens, and evidently it's supposed to be fun for the entire family, Uh, but it's all about reaction time, uh, and the lightning reaction reloaded is what it's called, and evidently uh, there is a hilarious shock that comes to the person holding it last, and I'm just going to be honest. I'm not buying that. I'm, not, I'm sitting it out, even if I do. Like that's not that does not sound like the Christmas cheer to me. So, uh, so, so anyway, evidently these are the most popular gifts that you can find in 2022. Uh, but here's what we know: we know this because we've gotten things, and we'll probably receive things, and we'll give things, and things are fun. But the thing that we know about things is that that joy that we will have as we receive these things will only last for a little while. That the thing about these things is that there is absolutely zero power to give any, any ounce of lasting joy, to give any ounce of lasting peace, to give any ounce of lasting satisfaction. I mean, think about it. Think about Maybe that greatest gift that you have ever gotten and at some point it just wears out because somewhere along the way the portable rechargeable hand warmer is not going to recharge anymore. 
And somewhere along the way, the storm cloud, as awesome as I'm sure that is, it's probably not going to be on 2023's list one year from now. And this whole lightning reaction reloaded thing, like, I mean, it's going to rust. And about a year from now, if you cruise some garage sales, you might just find that, that bad boy just sitting right there on a table, and you might could get it maybe for a really good deal. The thing is this, we know they don't last. They don't last. There is only one gift that lasts. And God in His grace has allowed us to enjoy this gift which is Himself. It's a relationship with Him. I love how Paul says it over in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 15. He describes it this way. He says, But thanks be to God, for His inexpressible gift. In other words, there is a gift that there are no words to articulate this gift because it so far surpasses anything on this earth. It so surpasses anything that promises to give you a little bit of joy and a little bit of peace and a little bit of satisfaction. We all could agree, things don't give that. Only Christ gives that. Only He does. And so he goes on into Ephesians, as Paul is writing to the Ephesian church, and he, he writes a little bit more about this gift of himself and the gift of salvation. And here's what he says in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 4. The Bible says this, But God, being rich in mercy, because of the great love with which He loved us, when we were dead in our trespasses, even when we were dead in our trespasses, He made us alive together with Christ, and by grace you have been saved, and raised up with Him, and seated us with Him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, so that in the coming ages He might show the immeasurable riches of His grace and kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. I love how Paul describes this inexpressible gift, the gift of God that He has gifted Himself to us. The Christmas story is unmatched in love and the depth of kindness is unfathomable. The fact that God so loved the world that He gave. The Christmas story is the Gospel because the Christmas story is good news. It's the good news that God so loved the world that He humbled Himself and clothed Himself in flesh and dwelt among us, was born in a manger, wrapped in cloths. That He lived, I want us to think about this, He lived a perfect life. A life that I guarantee if we take a poll tonight, all of us would say, I could never do that because He's the only one who could. And so He came and He lived this perfect life. A life we could never live. He was uh, bounced around from kangaroo court to kangaroo court. Ultimately being sentenced to crucifixion. And He was placed on a Roman cross. And He was crucified. That's why we have a manger. And it's why we have a crown of thorns. Because the whole reason that Christ came was so that He would die for us. He took our place on the cross. 
and He absorbed the wrath of God against all sin on Himself on that cross. They placed Him in a borrowed tomb. And I love why it's called a borrowed tomb. You want to know why? Because it's borrowed. He doesn't need it. He only needed it for three days. And on the third day, He gloriously rose from the dead, proving that He alone has the power to forgive our sin and to make us right with God and to give us lasting life. Listen to this. Lasting joy, lasting peace, lasting satisfaction. Why? Because He's the only one who can. Paul says in verse 8, For by grace you have been saved through faith. This is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. I love this this Gospel truth about God's grace and His forgiveness is that so many of us have grown up in a culture where you get rewarded for doing good. And the better you do, the more of a reward you get. But the Gospel is is that there's nothing we could ever do to earn God's grace and God's forgiveness. And so God has gifted us. He's gifted us this gift of relationship through Christ. This inexpressible gift. Why is it inexpressible? Because it's a deeply personal gift. It's personalized. Relationship is personalized. It's a gift that we could never buy. There's no credit limit high enough that could earn you this inexpressible gift. It's a gift of grace. It's a gift that we don't deserve. I'm amazed on a daily basis that God loves me despite myself. God loves us no matter what. He loves you no matter what. And God's gifts last forever. It doesn't rust. You don't have to plug it in to recharge it. And it's not on some trendy list that's here for a moment and then it disappears. The fact of God's grace and relationship are everlasting. And so, Paul reminds us of this inexpressible gift to what Jesus says that God so loved the world And here's what I love. This is Christ communicating this truth to the most religious person you would find. But this religious person was as far away from Jesus as you could ever imagine. And here's what Jesus said. For God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son that whoever believes in Him would not perish but have everlasting life. To which I would just simply encourage us If you're in the room and you're a believer, what what better way to celebrate Christmas than to worship Him? And then I would also just ask for that person who may be seeking, searching. Maybe if we're honest, you would even say far from God. And I want you to hear and see how much God loves you and that He sent His Son to do what we could never do. So that through repenting of your sin and placing your faith and trust in Him and Him alone, He will save you, forgive you, give you peace with God, and give you everlasting satisfaction. And He's the only source. Every road is a dead-end road except for a relationship with Jesus Christ. And so I want to pray for us in this moment. And even as I do, I want to give just a little bit of space 
for maybe the believers in the room just to quietly just a prayer of gratitude and thanksgiving to God for Christmas, for the gospel. But then I would also create some space in the room to say that if there's anybody here who doesn't have that relationship, God invites you to repent. It means it's a change of mind and it's a change of direction. And you turn from your sin and you turn to God. And you believe in His perfect life, His substitutionary death for us, and His glorious resurrection to forgive you of your sin and receive Him as Lord of your life. He promises that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. So let's just take a moment and I want to give a little window of time to pray and just give your hearts to the Lord and then I will um, lead us through our time of candlelight. Heavenly Father, I thank You so much for this great blessing to come together at 5 o'clock on Christmas Eve. And we could be all kinds of different places, but God have chosen to gather as a family of faith and friends and family to simply celebrate, to remember the greatest gift, the inexpressible gift, as Paul says, the gift of Yourself to a sinful world. So God, thank You for Your amazing grace. Thank You for Your incredible love. Thank You for Your forgiveness that is found through a repentance and faith relationship with You. And Father, thank You that there will be a day where there will be no more suffering, no more pain, no more sorrow, but rather, God, to spend eternity with You forever and ever and ever. So God, we love You. And we praise You. And it is in the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, just a few moments ago, the Doss family uh, lit what we call the Christ candle uh, on Sunday mornings through uh, the past four weeks. We've been lighting a candle each week. And the whole idea is that we light a candle representing uh, just a, a characteristic of an aspect of that anticipation of the arrival of Jesus. And so tonight as we light the Christ candle, we are reminded and celebrate that Christ is the culmination of faith, the culmination of hope, the culmination of joy, and the culmination of peace. It's all wrapped up in Christ. And so tonight we celebrate that and we are reminded that Christ has come and that He is Emmanuel and that He is God with us. That, that not-so-silent night uh, in Bethlehem is a reminder that there was a significant change in redemptive history that took place. Because if you think about it, 
the prophets for centuries foretold and prophesied of the Messiah that would come. And then there was that night, that night where everything changed and God clothed Himself in flesh and dwelt among us. Why? To die for the sins of the world so that we could have life. Jesus says this. He says, I am the light of the world and whoever follows Me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. So I invite you to stand with me. As we have our time of candlelight, I want to invite our staff team to come. And uh, just as we light one another's candles around the room, that we would remember that this reflects and symbolizes Jesus Christ, the light of the world, who's come to give life and light to every single person.